Hey you, welcome to the Christian Life Coaching Podcast for Weight Loss. I'm so excited that you are here. Hey you and welcome to the podcast. So this is going to be a little bit or a lot of a very weird episode for you. (laughs) It's not the usual Christian Life Coaching for Weight Loss kind of podcast. This is a special gift just for you. And what I mean by that is this is about, oh gosh, I want to say it's about an hour or more, it could be more, worth of um, what is Christian Weight Loss Radio, right? So for the last month or two, I've been feeling led to offer something called Christian Weight Loss Radio, and it's where you you can experience what it's like to have a Christian life coach in your pocket, And it's the service that I offer to meet women who need to have a different price point. Um, Christian Weight Loss Radio is available to you for $9.97 a month. And I do it in an underground radio platform. So that means that the audio isn't ideal. It It doesn't sound like what you're used to when you listen to Christian Life Coaching for Weight Loss. It's a bit different. Um, And it's through a private app where I don't have to pay for any hosting. I don't have to have, um, I don't have to be in a podcast studio to record it. I legit can just take my phone and speak into it and um, deliver, you know, two to five minutes per day of, of encouragement, of insight. And it's real, you know, behind the scenes, what's going on in my life and how God is speaking to me and how I'm walking that out and experiencing transformation. So, um, so here it is. This is just a bootleg download of the last month and a half, maybe two months, actually, probably two months worth of Christian weight loss radio that I'm just giving away for free. And I hope that this blesses you and it gives you some insight. And if you feel so compelled or encouraged, go to my website, sherrycapilla.com, and there will be a little pop-up and you could subscribe to Christian weight loss radio and have this delivered to your pocket every single day. And every single day, it's like three to five minute bite-sized chunks. So my hope right now is that if you're in a season where you need some more encouragement, that you would just listen to this back this download of all of the content. I mean, obviously you're going to hear this and it's going to be segmented in the sense that you're going to hear me every day saying, hello everybody, Christian Weight Loss Radio. So there's going to be a lot of that, but I believe that the nuggets are in here um, and that they're really good and that you'll be blessed by it. Thank you so much and on to Christian Weight Loss Radio. Hello my friends, I'm Christian Weight Loss Radio. So I am having the most amazing Holy Spirit-filled morning yet again. Like, don't wake me up, okay? Because this reality that I'm living in, this spiritual, this new spiritual reality that I'm living in is exceeding any physical reality I've ever lived in. So here I am this morning. I am, I'm... I left my office to take my little girl to cross country. She did not make the volleyball team. So she and her friend decided to join the cross country team. My daughter who joined the cross country team is not a runner, not yet. And right now, as she's running, she's running with her coach and I'm pausing because I can hear him coaching her. She's running. And he's running with her and he's telling her who she is, what she's made of, what she's gonna, what she can do, 
how much longer she has to go. He's telling her. He's telling her a minute and a half and we're done. He's coaching her while she's struggling. She doesn't want to do this. And he's coaching her and she's doing it because he's coaching her. Wow, is that powerful. That's so powerful. And that's not what this broadcast was going to be about. But what this broadcast was going to be about and is now about is about the Holy Spirit. So this morning I left, I brought Jillian here. She, you know, ran out on the field. And then I thought, I need to go get a cup of coffee. And I had this thought as I left the house this morning, I'm not going to go to Starbucks because I refuse to pay $7 for a venti flat white with (laughs) extra hot, no foam. Um, I thought, I'm not going to pay that. Not not to mention, I need to sh- I need to transcribe some uh, things that I've just written for the Sunday Seeker Sesh and for a forthcoming masterclass that God just revealed to me this morning. And I thought, I can't really do that inside of Starbucks. I need to do that in the privacy of, like, my car. I need to just sit in my car at the track today. And so I dropped Jillian off, and I backed out of the track. And I proceeded to drive to Starbucks. And I thought, oh, I've got to go to Starbucks. I, You know, this is what I do. And the Holy Spirit spoke up and he said, you're in disobedience right now. Going to Starbucks is disobedience. You don't understand why. You can't understand why. And so I negotiated with the Holy Spirit and brought to his attention that I'm having a really good hire day. I'm, I'm having a good skin day. Um, I, I like my outfit, all of these things. And I'm like, you know, I could just work on my podcast. I don't need to work on transcribing. And so I pulled into the Starbucks parking lot and I did a U-turn and I left. And I thought, can I at least get coffee? Because I'm tired. And he showed, and I could see, I had a vision of Starbucks or of, of Dunkin' Donuts. And I thought, okay, that's what I'm going to do. I'm, I'm, for whatever reason, meant to go and get a cup of coffee. I'm just going to get a black coffee from Dunkin' Donuts. I, I have no problem spending the $2, right? And while I was in line, I could hear the Holy Spirit saying, buy the coffee for the woman behind you. And I thought, that's it. I'm supposed to be here for her. And so I did. And I thought, okay, what am I supposed to say? And so I prayed, God, is there something you want me to say as I buy this woman's coffee? Because she's not going to know who I am. This isn't about me. I'm just the vessel. I'm emptying myself of my agenda in order to step into completing what you need me to do today. And as soon as I paid the, the pretty little attendant there in the Dunkin' Donuts window, I looked at her and I said, you know, I'd like to pay for the coffee behind me. And I gave her the money. I said, could you please give her a message? And she said, yeah. And I gave her a message. And I drove off. And in that morning, or in that moment, God put it on my heart that it is about yielding to that still small voice, not reasoning with it, not justifying it, not trying to find logic because you're having a good hair day, but yielding. And so I gave that woman a message that I believe was from God. Like, 
I didn't know this woman. I had no idea who she was. And so my encouragement for you today is to practice yielding, to put yourself in a position to be teachable, to be led by the Holy Spirit, to recognize that in order to be led by the Holy Spirit, that's going to mean being submissive, right? Submission is going to develop you. I didn't have this submission. I didn't have this ability to yield before my weight loss journey. And now God is using what he developed in my on my weight loss journey to go out there and to be who he needs me to be in other areas. And it doesn't always feel good. It feels uncomfortable to tell this Dunkin' Donuts lady about what I'm hearing for her to reveal to the woman behind me. It feels uncomfortable to be that woman. But I've stepped out of being comfortable. I've stopped making friends with comfort. And instead, I started pursuing what God needs me to do. And the only way I can yield and be submissive to what God needs me to do is by being uncomfortable. So if you want to accelerate your weight loss, you've got to see that submission is going to develop you in order to accelerate, to accelerate your development. And you've got to start placing more value on your Christian character development than you are on your physical weight loss. You've got to become stronger in character. You must become submissive and more yielding to that still small voice that you're hearing and that you sometimes ignore. Otherwise, the transformation is going to be hard. And so, like, I want you to think about this. What does it mean for me to be submissive? Think about what submission means. It means conforming to the authority of the Holy Spirit, right? In order for you to conform to the authority of the Holy Spirit, that means that you've got to be under his authority. You've got to practice everyday yielding. That's how you practice coming under his authority. And when you're submissive... That also means that you're compliant. You pursue and you desire to do what you know you should do instead of what you want to do, like like Sherry Capilla going to Starbucks, right? That's how you yield. You must allow yourself. Like, you've got to see this. You've got to allow yourself to be controlled if you want to learn how to have self-control. You're not going to grow and develop the fruit of self-control without first being shown how to be controlled. So to be submissive, you've got to be humble. God will develop your Christian character on this weight loss journey. And he will use the discomfort of your submission, of your submission to his authority to strengthen you, right? You are the one who cares about your comfort. Like for me, I wanted to be comfortable and and let everybody see that my hair looked good today, right? That's not going to develop me. That's not going to position me to be where God needs me. You care about your comfort, but God cares about who you're becoming. And, and, you know, really for, in order for you to become stronger, you need a strong, you need, you need to be developed in your character. You need a stronger Christian character that attunes that your ear starts to be attuned more completely to the spiritual guidance that you're receiving. He needs you to become stronger in your mental and your moral Christian qualities. Your character 
is who you are being every single day behind the scenes. It's who you're being when you're in the car driving your child to cross country and yielding to that voice that says, don't go to Starbucks. It's who you're being when you're alone in the house with lasagna in the fridge and cake on the counter, right? So as your character is developed, you will become stronger and you can expedite your entire weight loss experience. But it's all commensurate with your ability to come under authority and to yield. You become stronger when you do this. You become stronger in your faith. You become stronger in your identity. You become stronger in in your Christian character of who you are in Christ. Of, you know, who you are being in, in private situations. Because who you're being every day when nobody's looking matters. So who are you being? And do you need to develop your Christian character so that you can become who you're meant to be, even in weight loss. Well, hello, my radio friends. Good morning to you. I'm joining you again today live from um, the cross-country field (laughs) where my little girl is running laps, and I'm sure she's um, wishing she could be home asleep. Anyhow. I had to actually compose myself before I could hit broadcast on today's message. Do you remember yesterday how I shared with you the whole coffee thing, Starbucks versus Dunkin'? And then, you know, I realized I was there to buy somebody else's coffee. I mean, I spent the same amount of money, right? I didn't want to spend six or seven dollars on a on a large flat white venti latte, blah, blah, blah. I didn't want to spend that much money. And then by the time I was done, I spent that much money because God had me invest in somebody else. God had me deliver a message to somebody else. I I made my, I positioned myself to be available. I was willing to do, you know, the hard thing and to just yield. Well, God wasn't finished with that story, apparently. So this morning, I needed coffee. And... <clears throat> Full disclosure, my hair just doesn't look as good as yesterday. (laughs) So I was like, well, I'm definitely not going to go in public, not to mention I have podcasts to record and I'm able to easily do that from my car. So this morning I was like, all right, where am I going to go? And I could get like a visual in my mind's eye of me driving through Duncan. And so I thought, okay, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go get that, my tall black um, coffee from Duncan. And I drove through and I ordered it. And I got to the window, and as I was sitting there, in front of me was a police officer getting his donuts. I mean, really, seriously, that's not lost on me, right? He was getting his donuts. And I was digging through my change to find 59 cents. And I'm like, I know I have 59 cents in here. I found my 59 cents. And I had the fleeting thought, what if somebody actually bought my coffee today? Nobody's ever bought for me. I've always been the buyer, been the blesser. And I've not ever been expecting somebody to reciprocate, just never, right? So I think you can tell where this is going. And so I got to the window, and I held out my $2.59, and nobody was coming to the window to get my money. In fact, they were all just standing around, and I was like, what is happening? And from the background of Dunkin' Donuts, this young girl steps forward, and it was so precious. She had my hot coffee 
And she leaned out the window and she said, here you go. And nobody ever gives you the coffee without taking your money. And I said, oh, here you go. And she goes, nope, no, thank you. And I said, excuse me. And she goes, nope, just here's your coffee. Have a great day. And I started crying. (laughs) It's so silly, isn't it? But ladies, this is called blessings for obedience. This is how we are to go out there and be the witnesses, right? This is how we are to go. This is this is God showing us that he sees us doing the hard things. When you yield to that still small voice and you do what you should do, despite what you want to do, you do that hard thing. I mean, I wanted Starbucks yesterday. My hair looks so good and I wanted my, you know, drink and to sit there or whatever, but God had other plans. And so when Deuteronomy 28 that's coming to mind tells us about like blessings for obedience, rest assured that you might not see it in that moment. You're going to have to be uncomfortable as you yield to that still small, small voice. But on the other side of yielding is your character being development, your spiritual ear being developed, you being able to come under the authority of the Holy Spirit, and then you being positioned to receive your blessing. I mean, it's just a cup of coffee, but is it? I mean, is it? It's so much more. So what do you need to do this weekend? What do you need to do today? to position yourself, to be where God needs you? And how in the long term, in the long game, is that positioning going to have you in the right place to receive what it is that God has for you? You can't imagine what he has for you. I mean, you're intimately walking through life with me, right? I didn't know yesterday. Well, if I do this, God will do this. No. This isn't that kind of power move for me to make God move. No, I moved. And once God saw my willingness to do what he's asked me to do, he blesses me. And he's no respecter of anyone. If he will do this for me, what will he do for you? If you will just yield, if you will just position yourself, if you will just believe, if you will just trust more completely what you know in your spirit, what you hear and receive as guidance instead of what you see in circumstances. If yesterday I trusted the circumstance of my hair in Starbucks, I mean, really, you know, I don't know what could have come. But I do know this, when the Holy Spirit says to me, do this, and I don't do it, and then I hear the Spirit, the Holy Spirit whispering, you are in disobedience, and I ignore it, I can expect the ramifications. I mean, the Bible explicitly talks about blessings for obedience and curses for disobedience. Right? This isn't Sherry making this up. This isn't me in some new age practice showing how showing you how to make God come under your authority and to get the universe to do what you will. No, this is me modeling what it's like when a believer believes and does what she believes, what she knows, what she's 
experience through practicing yielding. My weight loss journey taught me how to hear the Holy Spirit, how to respond to the Holy Spirit, how to do difficult things despite what your hair looks like, right? Despite the circumstances, despite showing up and there being donuts, despite it being Friday night and there being pizza, despite, you know, your husband having a Uh, you know, loving to have alcohol or loving Mountain Dew or loving Pepsi and you hearing the pop, you know, crack open and you wanting it. No, there are blessings for you knowing what you should do and doing that thing despite what you feel. So go higher. Allow yourself to be positioned to respond and to be taught and to be trained for this spiritual life. Be more completely spiritually minded. And when you do that, there will be blessings for your obedience, even in weight loss. Good morning, friends. All right, so as you start your week, it doesn't matter how imperfectly you've started or how much you have to go. My question and challenge for you today is, where are you trusting in your own understanding? Where are you doing what you believe needs to be done, but are doing it in your own strength? Thinking that in order for this weight loss journey to happen, in order for it to be possible, that you have to do all of the heavy lifting. Where are you not resting in the finished work, finished work of Christ on the cross? Because you're believing that you have to do all the work. So my encouragement for you today is to identify what is possible in your strength and what is impossible, thusly requiring God's strength. Recognize that you can't do all things, but that you can do all that you should do through Christ who strengthens you. So what do you need to lay down at his feet? What do you need to stop trusting in your own understanding? Where do you need to stop thinking that things have to be logical in order for you to participate? We serve a God of the illogical and of the impossible. So take away the logic. Take away, you know, where it has to make sense and do what doesn't make sense in your strength and seek God for his power because in his strength plus yours, you will be able to accomplish what it is that you need to do. Recognize that there are things that you have that you need to do and that are possible for you to do and watch for the traps of where you believe you can't do something because It's actually an area that you don't want to do. Think about that. I don't think I can get up this morning and pack my lunch and and make coffee and get ready for work and get all the kids and everybody out of the house on time because secretly I just want to drive through Dunkin' Donuts and get my sugary coffee and that's easier. And because I just want to go out with my friends at Panera and get that salad with the ooey gooey poppy seed dressing and the baguette. Because So pay attention to what is possible if you will just believe and do what is possible in your strength and identify the areas of what is impossible in your strength and therefore requiring 
God's God's strength, his grace, his intervention. Make space for him to move if you want to see movement in your life, even in weight loss. Hello, Christian Weight Loss Radio friends. So, oh my goodness, I just recorded the most amazing podcast. (laughs) And it's funny because it's a podcast that came of my own disobedience. My own disobedience. I mean, yeah, first of all, yeah, you have to know it, right? Like, I'm a human. (laughs) I still have desires to do what I want to do in my flesh. And when I do that, I suffer the consequences. I mean, I teach this. This is, you know, what I learned in the De- in the book of Deuteronomy, right? There's blessings for obedience and curses for disobedience. And girl, did I can't have all kinds of curses yesterday. I was such a cranky, disobedient 50-year-old brat yesterday. And you just need to know that. <laughs> Anyhow, I share this to say that You know, sometimes when we're going through and we're trying to do hard things, like in your case, weight loss, you might feel like you don't have the strength spiritually, even though you're asking God. But sometimes it comes down to God saying, I've already told you what to do and you keep not doing it. So what is that last thing that he's already told you to do that you are simply not doing, that you've simply not done that you are simply unable to believe that it really even matters because it's kind of trivial i mean why does that really even matter it all matters especially if god told you to do it right so where are you not doing what he's already told you to do and thusly what could be different if you did that Right? It's going to be hard. It's going to be ugly. You don't want to do it. You don't have to feel like doing it. You just have to recognize that if he called you to it and he told you to do it, he's going to empower you through it. Stop empowering yourself. Stop waiting for it to be easier. Stop waiting for it to be in more ideal time. I'm telling you this. There's never a more ideal time. It will never be easier to lose weight. There's always going to be temptation. You're always going to have a week with a bad day. You're never going to want to prep. You're never going to want to eat what you prepped. None of it. You're never going to like the taste of water. You're never going to like, um, you know, going to the restaurant and just saying no to the wine. You're never going to, never going to, never going to. And the reason is because we live conformed to the patterns of this world of our own little universes where we have habits and thoughts and feelings that we don't hate. And it's so difficult to break up with those things. It's because we, 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 we idealize things. We have these ideological forts that we build up in our mind of what our circumstances need to look at, look like before we can do different things. No, no, it's time to stop. If God has told you to do something, do it. I've learned the hard way. Let me just tell you, it's like a spiritual spanking. I've learned the hard way that even when I delay delay my obedience, I am in disobedience. 
girl, yesterday was a whole bunch of spiritual spankings. And you know what else? I even felt like yesterday. (laughs) I'm only sharing this with you here. I even felt like yesterday. I didn't have God's protection. And I was so completely oppressed. I was cranky. I felt darkness. I, I, and trust me, I fought it. I kept going to my prayer closet and I was on my knees and asking God to take it from me. But I believe that sometimes God will allow us to stray in our disobedience so that we can see the benefit of obedience, just how much we need him, just how much even still at 50 years old, we need a savior every single day. Jesus saves us every day. And a lot of times he's saving us from ourselves because we ourselves are one of our worst enemies. You know this. So what has he told you to do that you've been ignoring? You know what it is. You know what it is. Ask him if you don't. What is it? Then go do that. Hello, Christian Weight Loss Radio friends. So, this morning, I'm sitting here at the lake, and it is so windy and so breezy, and my little girl is preparing for her first cross-country meet, where she's going to be running along the shoreline of Lake Erie. Um, And she's a little bit nervous about it, right, because she's well-practiced, on the track she knows the environment of the track and so when she's running on the track she feels sure of herself but this morning i could tell that she was apprehensive not knowing what the terrain would be like and it just reminded me of us when we're on our weight loss journey right you get in that controlled environment and you can do hard things but then when you go somewhere and there's a bit of uncertainty you think oh boy how am i going to do And so I would encourage you today to know that what you can do at home and in a controlled environment, you can do in an uncontrolled environment. And that is exactly what's going on here. God is equipping you and he is preparing you in the controlled environment so that you will be strong enough to live in the uncontrolled environment. So keep leaning into and trusting what you know you should do and recognize that that trusting is that's what you're to do in all environments it doesn't matter if you go to a work event and there's not something to eat guess what that becomes an opportunity for you to fast for you to practice what you say around people because you're being set apart oh sorry thank you you know i'm just not hungry can you imagine being at an event and somebody saying you know with the backdrop of all this food, I'm not hungry. (laughs) Like, that would seem so crazy and absurd. What do you mean they're not hungry? Look at this food. Like, we have a culture, we live in a world, we have a society where people don't even need to be hungry to eat. But that's okay. You are different. Be set apart. Be comfortable with being different. See that what you're doing and what you're practicing at home in your controlled environment, that's how you are being equipped. That's how you're being 
conditioned. That's where your endurance is being made. That's how you're being made stronger. And know that if you can do it in a controlled environment, you can do it in an uncontrolled environment. Just look for the areas where you have excuses or maybe where you have obstacles. And then just start getting curious about those obstacles. Start evaluating. Do I really have reasons why I can't succeed? Or are those just excuses? And if I were to give those excuses an opportunity, if I were to see that those excuses are my weakness, how could I give God an opportunity to show me his power in my weaknesses? So as you take a look at you know, going into the weekend or even next week, or maybe there's an upcoming vacation or your schedule shifting because the kids in school and all the things <clears throat> really get alone with yourself and evaluate what it is you're doing in the controlled environment. And therefore what you are being made stronger to do in the uncontrolled environment. And further to that, as I watch these, little middle schoolers, right? They're so precious running along the shore right now. I mean, the waves are crashing. The trees are swaying. The tall grass is like completely bending in half, right? Like the waves are just amazing and spectacular. And as they're doing the hard things running on the sand, I mean, you know how hard it is to run on sand. They're out of their elements right now. As they're doing these hard things, I can tell which one of them amongst all of them has been doing this a while because they're the pace setters. They're the ones leading the group. And there's my precious little Jillian Kate bringing up the rear. She's the very last one and she's not allowing it to define her. But what I see her doing is not quitting. What I see her doing is allowing this to build her endurance, to give her something to strive for. She's already shared with me that she's seeing strength in herself. I mean, my little 13-year-old said, Mommy, I'm already seeing an improvement. My endurance is getting better. I'm not as tired at the end of these practices. She's the only one who joined cross-country having never run. <laughs> like, I don't run. She didn't get this from me, right? I ran cross country once in ninth grade and I was done. I was like, this is not my sport. I was not cut out for this. The point I want to share with you, the way that I want to leave you encouraged today is right now she might be placed to finish last, but she will finish. And this first conditioning of her first cross country meet, that's going to be an invitational. This will position her to be made stronger for the next one. And so as we drove today, I told her, I said, sweetheart, as you run this today, the only person you're competing against is yourself. Allow this practice, allow this invitational that will take place on Monday, allow it to prepare you and know that when you go and you do that, 
you will get some metrics. You will get some information by the time you're done with Monday's race. And then that's the only thing you compete against for the next one. You just keep practicing, getting better than you were. And soon enough, you will be the one setting the pace. You don't start out at the strongest, right? You don't start out the fastest, the best, the most obedient. No, on this narrow path, ladies, God will make you stronger. But you can't trust the weariness. You can't trust where you are. You must stop looking at where you are not and start seeing where you're going and how this will make you stronger. So as you look at what you're going through and where you are right now, realize that all you're doing is getting better than you were yesterday. So what do you need to do today to be made stronger than you were yesterday? What do you need to dial in? What do you need to stop doing that is hindering you? What do you need to start doing, even if you don't like it? Because that's the thing that's going to make you stronger. I know it's not fun or easy when you wake up every morning and you look in the mirror or you look down at your belly, right? And you, <clears throat> or you, <clears throat> excuse me. Feel how you feel with, you know, your bra cutting into you or your pants or whatever it is. I know it's not fun, but you will get there if you just allow this to make you stronger and you don't focus on how you're not finished yet. Let today, let this weekend, let all of these obstacles and opportunities be the opportunities for God to make you stronger because you're not going to finish your race if you keep giving up you are not going to finish your race at the strength that's going to be required of somebody who finishes if you don't do the hard things and allow God to strengthen you if my little girl can run and be okay with being the last one I mean by a margin too right like I'm watching them run and she's far behind them that's okay keep going don't trust the weariness it doesn't matter where you've slipped up the starting line is now it's just you and God be positioned and the more you keep allowing God to condition you, you will be positioned for your blessing, even in weight loss. Good morning, Christian weight loss friends. So, y'all, God is so good. He is so good, and his word is freedom. And I'm going to be delivering such a powerful thing for you this morning that I'm encouraging you that as you start to listen to these next few broadcasts, you are going to want to have your pen. You're going to want to have paper. You're going to want to write this down. You're going to want to record this on your phone and listen to it every single day. And you're going to want to, you know, and I, I encourage you to write down what I'm sharing, to personalize it, to make it your own, to add to it, to subtract from it, to re-record it in your own voice and or slash comma 
to write it down and maybe recite it every day because this is powerful. So there's something I've been doing on, gosh, on a near daily basis for quite a while that has been transforming me from the inside out. That's been building my faith. That's been deepening my trust. That's been getting me out of unbelief. That's been helping me, enabling me and empowering me to overcome doubt and fear and discouragement. Um, it's something that while I was on vacation over the summer that God told me I stopped doing and what I had stopped doing was speaking his word. And instead I was allowing the world and the circumstances of my life to get me to a point where I was trusting fear and the way that I had to come out of this fear for some of you, if you know, my bridge story, the bridge kind of broke me of it. The way that I came out of it was by believing God's word more profoundly than I was giving way to fear and fear masks itself in a host of different ways, way more than just, oh, I'm afraid, I'm scared. No, this is, you know, doubt is under fear. Discouragement is under fear. Disbelief, unbelief, those are all hidden under fear. So as God took me deeper this summer, oh, it's been such a beautiful journey. He has been having me um, write out scripture and the way that I've taught here in the thinner circle and in the seekers, I'm sorry, I forgot. I'm not, <laughs> I'm talking to everybody on Christian weight loss radio, not just the thinner circle and not just the women in the seekers method. But first of all, let's just say that if you're not in the seekers method, if you are not in the thinner circle, why? <laughs> this is where all of the power, this is where all the support, this is where everything is, but I digress. So anyhow, as Oh, I forgot what I was saying. Let me think about it. Okay, yeah. So I, and we all have this ability, okay? This isn't something that you can only learn from me. This is this is something that any believer has access to. But I read scripture and then I, well, first of all, I believe it. And so what I've been doing is on the back, in my prayer closet, um, on the back of my door, on the front of my door, I have all just pages and pages and note cards after note cards of um, prayers that I've been praying where I pray God's word in the prayer, which I encourage you to do, right? I mean, that's how, the, the, <clears throat> that's where the power comes from and that's where your faith is built by speaking the word of God. <clears throat> so recently, I've been taking to the back of the door where I have been writing more profound and bold statements of belief where I'm taking God's word and I'm applying it to my life. Not only have I I've been applying it to my life, but God has told me that I need to speak his word daily. And so in order to renew my mind in this one area where I've been weakest, I have written my statements of belief, what I'm believing God for as he strengthens and empowers me and even just encourages me. All of it has been now written on the back of my door across many, many pages. And I've begun to record it through voice memos on my phone. And now every day, if I don't go to that prayer closet and read aloud everything I've written on the back door, then what I do in this busy season of motherhood is I hit play on the audio message on my phone with my AirPods in and I listen to it and I consciously put my, my head in the game and I listen to myself audibly saying on the recording 
what I'm believing God for. And this has been helping me to set my mind on things above, right? To live kind of how I, how I'm seeing this is like attuning myself more spiritually to a spiritual frequency than the ways that I've been attuned to the physical frequency, right? And so this is how I've been renewing my mind so that I can believe for the promises of God in my life. And so that's been the single biggest difference maker, right? Because God's been saying, like, this is my word, Jerry, and this applies to you. And I am going to make all of this possible for you, but you only receive when you believe. And the only way that Sherry Capilla can believe that she will receive the word, the promises of God's word, is through building her faith, And speaking God's word, the way that God's word tells us that faith comes, faith comes by hearing the word of God. And so I'm doing this daily. And so I have something that came to me this morning that I'm sharing only with you here on Christian Weight Loss Radio. And you are going to want to write this down. If you want to be shifted from being so physically minded to being more profoundly spiritually minded and spiritually led, you are going to want to write down what I'm going to be sharing with you. And so again, you're going to write this down, put it in your prayer closet and read it in first person every single day. And again, modify it to fit you. Add to it, edit it, subtract all, whatever you've got to do to make this fit you. And then the way that I've been speaking mine and that I even recorded mine is it's almost like I've written a letter to my future self, Sherry Kepler in the future. And I even in my voice memo make messages to Sherry. I'm like, Sherry, you know, you have to think this way and you have to do this on a daily basis. This is how you find your freedom. Kind of how I show you in the Seekers Method with those daily posts and the cards about how I lost the weight when I stopped doing it. I think you know what I'm saying for those of you in TSM. Anyhow, I want you to write this and record this in the first person where you even talk to yourself because as you listen to it in the future, It's how you will begin to set your mind, to renew your mind, to be coached in the spirit through the word of God. All right, so here I go. I'm just going to start sharing with you what God put on my heart this morning. This is you speaking to yourself. From here out, these recordings are recorded in first person for you to say to yourself, You belong to Christ, not this world. You have power in Christ to live free from the power of sin. Jesus' work on the cross did away with your desire to follow your sin nature. He made a way for you to be able to be disciplined, to be disciplined and obedient in his power. And so now... As I naturally follow the lead of the Holy Spirit, I am yielded and controlled by the Holy Spirit. And I think about things that please him. As I let the Spirit control my mind, as I let the Spirit control my mind, he leads me to the life that I know is available to me, where I experience the right fruit and supernatural peace. 
I no longer allow my sin nature to control my mind. I spot I spot the lies of my old ways immediately, and I rise above them in the spirit. Here, living at this level, at this higher frequency, where I desire God's nearness, living at this level, my choices and my life please God. I no longer live to please my every urge. I am truly free from the urges that I used to feel and trust and felt obligated to follow in my flesh. When I used to live led by my flesh. But now, through the power of the Spirit, where I am deciding from here out to live my life, I am putting to death the deeds of my old sinful nature. My new life of freedom in Christ is beginning now as I keep my mind set on who I am free to be in Christ. Today, today is going to be hard and that's okay because hard things change me and they develop me. They develop me to be made stronger. They develop my Christian character. Character. They develop my Christ-likeness. I am being made stronger in all of the suffering that I go through, all of the suffering that I experience physically as I endure and overcome spiritually. In the power of the Spirit, I can submit to God's authority as I do what I know I should do. I will overcome all of the temptations that will be around me today, and I know that God will show me a way out so that I can endure I will reap a harvest as I stop giving up and going instead to God when things are hard. I am empowered spiritually to do what I should do physically. And at every turn, I will ask myself, what would Jesus want me to do right now, even in weight loss? I am in Christ, and today I will be led by the Holy Spirit to become who I am meant to be even in weight loss. Ladies, my hope, that's the end of it, by the way, my hope is that you took notes, that you wrote this down, and that you will believe more completely spiritually than you've been believing physically. You need to build your faith so that you can overcome your flesh. And the only way you can build your faith and live from that higher spiritual level and do what Romans 8 tells you to do to live life in the spirit, the only way you can do it is by believing and having faith more completely in God's word than you've been having faith so completely in your own ways. Every single thing I just shared with you is from Romans 8. It was all Romans 8. Start speaking God's word. Start setting your mind every single morning on things above. This is the only way that you're going to change, and it's through the renewing of your mind. You cannot be, you know this, you will not be enabled and empowered through Christ who empowers you to do what you should do, not what you want to do. You're not going to see that transformation without mind renewal. And the only way you're going to have that mind renewal is by setting your mind on the truth. Kind of seeing yourself as 
speaking what you believe and setting your mind on what you know you should be doing as your moral compass every single day. This is how you will break out of those patterns. This is how you will stop conforming to the patterns that you always fall into on the weekends, on Sunday night, when you smell the food, when you're around that person you can't stand, when you're stressed out and you come home and you just want to eat the things and binge the shows. It is time to level up, to start living life in the spirit, to stop struggling with sin, to stop trusting your thoughts and feelings, to stop coming under the authority of your circumstances. The only way you are going to be changed is by believing that you can change. But the only way that you can change is by believing God's word and speaking it and building your faith and overcoming your flesh. Now, if this has landed on your heart, if this has meant something, I need your help. Help me to spread the word that, you know, what I'm doing here in Christian Weight Loss Radio, what I'm doing in the Seekers Method is changing your life because it's pointing you to Christ. The enemy is, oh, I can't, the enemy does not want people or women specifically believing that they are free from their flesh. He's doing everything possible to make sure that my messages are number one, not seen by people on social media, and number two, are not heard on the podcast, or number three, that other people even in the thinner circle or in the seekers method are not believing that they need to have this daily encouragement in Christian Weight Loss Radio if this has landed on your heart. I need you to say so. I need you to make sure that you post or share my things on social media so that it can get to the person that God needs this, these kinds of messages to get to. Because so many women are living in the bondage of their flesh, flesh, stuck believing that they just need to lose weight and not even seeing that it's more about finding their life in Christ. I'm prayerful that you will consider sharing this somewhere. Even for those of you in, in, um, the Seekers Method, post in our chat, post in the Facebook group, share, you know, whatever I'm sharing with a friend on social media. Only the brave and courageous women that I work with actually do that. And I'm so thankful, but it's not about you sharing my message. It's about me getting the message out there that we as believers are free right now, but our freedom means that we are free to obey Christ. I'm very hopeful that this has meant something to you. And I'm hopeful that you will actually write this down and start reciting it and start allowing the word of God to renew your mind, even in weight loss. Hello, ladies, and welcome to another week. And so this week, I want to help you to set your mind on things above, to get your mind off of the things that you're thinking and feeling and that you're trusting as a result of being a human and going through this entire experience, right? It can be so hard to be a Christian living in this world where the world offers us so many solutions that immediately gratify our problems, right? So I want you to think forward into this week. And all of the things that you need to do in order to have the outcome that you want. 
and to recognize that the thing that you're hoping for will come into reality as you do what you should in faith. Because as you do what you want, that's going to take the thing that you hope for and throw it out the window. Because that's how you walk in faith to your desires. So identify the hard things that are going to happen this week. And thusly, what right things you're going to need to do. doesn't matter if you loathe doing it, (laughs) if you're not looking forward to it, if you feel overwhelmed by it, whatever the situation is, you are not doing it alone unless you do it alone. You need to come out of your comfort zone and willingly walk with God to be strengthened, to receive the empowerment that you need because your flesh is so weak. The only time your flesh is strong is when you entertain temptation. Otherwise, your flesh is weak. It never wants to do what you know you should do, but your spirit is willing. So when it's hard, you need to get on your knees, you need to get in a prayer closet, you need to speak scripture, and then you need to do that thing, trusting that the strength and power that's going to be needed to do it will come as you walk in faith. And I just want you to remember that as you go through this week and you think about all of the things that you have to do if you want to see weight loss happen, right? All of all of the right things, you've got to remember that God is holy and you are going to need his nearness. You're going to need the power of the spirit to help you to do what you can't do on your own. And if you think about that, that God is holy, that means that he has literally, listen to this, he has no capacity for evil or any he has no capacity to be vulnerable to the lure of evil so apply that adopt that in your mind and in your heart today what could be different in my life if i had no capacity for evil and for a lot of you you know in the seekers method that i teach you what evil is it's anything that's going to bring you sorrow misfortune or anxiety in the future so right now when you think about this week what enticements do you often trust and that often just simply lead you to living with a result that makes you sad or it makes you start to feel you know anxious or it leads you to struggling or frustration because you see yourself as constantly doing what you know you shouldn't do or the things that you don't want to keep doing anymore you've got to get a revelation of not only what is sin in your life but what are the things that are weighing down weighing you down what are the habits that you keep trusting what are the wrong thoughts that you keep allowing to take up space as in your head where are you allowing the enemy to have access to your thoughts you've got to get a revelation of what's the word I'm looking for the weight of doing things that you know you shouldn't be doing you've got to get a revelation of what is sin to you 
because sin in your life will appear enticing to you. So that's your clue. Start noticing when and where you feel enticed. In a moment where you start to reason and justify a temptation, ask yourself, am I feeling enticed right now? Because even just in that word, wrapped up in just enticement is all of it. Are you feeling enticed? Therefore, red flag, ding, 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 I have company. Or red flag, ding, 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 I'm I'm walking in my old nature. Enticement is so subtle. Enticement on your weight loss journey can look like, all right, it's Monday, I've got a long week. I shouldn't be drinking pop, so I'll get a diet, I'll drive through, I'm gonna get Chick-fil-A, and I'm only gonna eat the fried chicken on the salad with you know, a light, low-fat dressing because that's better than you know, completely ordering a cheeseburger and a regular Pepsi from Burger King. Do you see the subtlety there? It is so subtle. When you know what you should do and you don't do it, that is sin to you. Enticement is how Satan penetrates your soul. And as a result, you start to give way to what you know can be reasoned, or it just seems a little logical, right? Fried chicken, low-fat salad dressing, Diet Coke seems a little bit logical because it's better than fully going off the deep end, when in reality, you can just as easily drive through Chick-fil-A and get grilled chicken on salad with a side of lemon if you have to, if there are no good salad dressing options and squeeze lemon, put some salt. You can do hard things. You just keep entertaining wrong things. So what could be different if you didn't have a capacity for wrong things, right? Enticement is evil's bait. Think about that. Enticement is evil's bait. You've heard of the bait of Satan. This morning I decided to kind of look up the word enticed. And guess what it said? This was a, a biblical definition. Enticement is a fishing term that means to capture or to catch with bait. So when you feel enticed, It is the bait of Satan. Think about that. It is the bait of Satan of Satan. So put this in your prayer closet, start red flagging, start looking for it on a daily basis, start coaching yourself in the way I teach you in the seekers method. Am I feeling enticed right now? Right? Your disobedience, your food sin is not going to give you It's not going to bring you to the point of losing your salvation. You know that. It's not going to bring you to the point of spiritual death. But here's what it can do, especially if you're having a hard time seeing how all of these spiritual things apply to you physically. And I don't even want to go off on a tangent about how your triune being and everything you do spiritually affects you physically and everything you do physically affects you spiritually. But even though your food sin and you perpetually cheating is not going to take away your salvation or lead you to spiritual death. It is, however, and you know this, it has the possibility of contributing to a loss of your health. 
and that loss of your health will lead to your physical death, possibly substantially earlier than you were supposed to, or redirecting your life's purpose because you're focused on restoring your health, just because you couldn't dial in obedience now. You have an enemy. Be reminded of that. Be mindful of that. Start walking more completely in spiritual warfare. The enemy's agenda is to kill, steal, and destroy you. Let that sink in. Where does he know that he can do that in your life? And you need to be you need to be proactive by anticipating it right now. Plan what you can to be successful this week. Where you notice yourself wanting to justify and reason wrong things that you can already anticipate this week, those are the things you need to pray and plan into more completely. If you're somebody who has proximity coaching with me, reach out to me and tell me that you need prayer or you need swaps, whatever it is. As your coach, for those of you who have proximity, I'm not going to chase you. I want to help you, but you have a part in, in this. If I've been reaching out to you and you've not been responding, that's how you start to phone in and you start to justify and reason and you start to slip off of the narrow path, dial it in. So as you get ready for this week, identify the, the areas where, where you've where you can anticipate feeling enticed. And from that place, you know, maybe it's when the kids come home, it's very stressful and you feel enticed to go and eat all of the goldfish (laughs) out of your son's lunchbox. And from this place of planning out this week for your success, what uncomfortable things must uncomfortable does not mean comfortable right it's going to be hard what uncomfortable things must you do in order to not be enticed so that you can actually be victorious this week because your victory is coming but it's going to come as a result of you stacking victorious battle after battle after battle and then you will have won the war. So watch for the enticement. Let that be your secret clue to the enemy's presence, to your fleshly desire to go and live out who you are trying to no longer be anymore. The woman who lost the weight, the version of you who lost the weight, started to recognize enticement and started to rebel against it. The woman who lost the weight recognizes, recognized that she serves a spiritual God. So she started walking in the spirit and started modeling and imitating him because he is holy. And so she desired to be holy. And she too dropped having, dropped the belief that you can have a little bit of a capacity for wrong things. Wrong things are going to keep you from winning small battles. So keep watching for enticement. Keep paying attention to the fact that you have got to perpetually do hard things. And sometimes for some of you, doing hard things 
is planning and prepping and obeying. It's okay if it hurts. It's okay if you believe that you can't do it. Because if you keep believing you can't do it, guess what? You're right. You will never be able to do it. So stop believing and giving life to unbelief. Start believing more completely. Start pursuing righteousness. Stop giving the enemy access to your outcome. It is time for you to be victorious. But the only way you can be victorious is by being in the battle instead of perpetually succumbing to it, even in weight loss. Well, hello, friends on Christian Weight Loss Radio. So as you go through this week and you think about those hard things, right? I've been talking about that in the broadcast lately, about the hard things that we struggle to do because because they're hard, right? (laughs) But I encourage you to keep your eyes set on things above. And as you set your eyes and your heart on things above, you will begin to see that you have reasons for doing what you should do. There are reasons for it. Even if you can't understand it, you know it, right? I mean, you're very likely a parent or you've witnessed a parent saying to a child, because I said so. That's the reason. (laughs) It's not always the reason our child likes to hear, right? But when it comes to weight loss, what are the reasons that you know in your spirit for why it is that you need to do the hard things that you need to do? Because you either have reasons for why you should do these hard things or you have excuses for why you don't. So you are either being pulled and led by the spirit because there is a reason or you are sitting on the narrow path trusting in the excuses because of what you think and feel in your body. Either way, you're going to get an outcome. What outcome are you going to choose today? What outcome do you need to start realizing is your reason? Maybe it's to get your health back. Maybe it's to restore the health of your faith. Maybe it's to restore whatever it is. What is the reason for doing hard things? And are you somebody who is led in the spirit, yielding to the Holy Spirit, who is completely led by what she knows she should do for good reason, despite what she feels. It's time to overcome those excuses. It's time to overcome your perpetual thoughts and feelings that keep you trusting in your flesh, mastered by it, trusting and giving credibility to excuses. Stop being her right? The old you needs to see that she is dead to the power of sin, that she has been crucified. If you want to stand up in resurrection power, if you want to stand up in resurrection power and start believing for the promises of God in all areas of your life, then you must see that even if you don't understand it, 
that you have got to have a reason to perpetually and continually do what you should, what you know in your spirit, because that is the reason. So what are your reasons for doing hard things? And what are your excuses for doing easy things, right? So in those moments of difficulty, when you feel the power of your flesh rising up, rising up against you, in that moment, ask yourself, this is, this is what I teach in the Seekers Method, what excuse am I trusting right now? What good reason is there for me to do what I know I should do versus doing what I simply want to do? Start coaching yourself. Start yielding to the still small voice. And then, most importantly, when it's hard, practice going to God instead of going to your excuses and giving them permission to lead you. Go to God. Pray for what you need and then walk out of that prayer in expectancy as you stand up, walk in faith, and do what you know you should do, even in weight loss. Well, good morning, Christian Weight Loss Radio listeners. I'm so excited to share this with you. Um, this is something, <laughs> you know, none of us are exempt from God's correction, right? And this morning I received correction, and it was amazing, and it was liberating, and it was profound, and it is something that, well, I want to share what's kind of on my heart. So I'm just going to jump to it because I don't think it necessarily has any value for me to go and focus on my circumstances. I want to help you in weight loss. All right, so let's dive into this. <laughs> I want you to think about your weight loss journey and where things have been hard and where you might be doing things that you know you shouldn't be doing, right? And I want you to start to just hang with me on this. Get a vision for where you're going. I think I've talked about that before here on this broadcast, but where you're going and what it is that's keeping you from getting there, right? Because sometimes we get perceptions <clears throat> of what is reality and we do what we perceive to be right instead of what we believe to be right. Does that make sense? So where are you going? And where are you deceiving yourself in life right now? Where are the, what are the things that you keep doing because you're entertaining compromise? Proverbs 14.12, this is where God ministered me, to me this morning. And I'm just going to paraphrase it because this is just off the top of my head. This is the scripture that tells, <clears throat> tells us that there is a path before each and every single one of us. And there is a path that will seem right, but it is not the path that leads to the life that you want. Rather, it actually says that it leads to death. So what I want to impress upon your heart is that if something seems right, but in your spirit, you know it isn't right, that is your spiritual red flag. That's your spiritual check, your spiritual check engine light <laughs> to stop what you're doing, to turn around, to pray and obey. And it's going to require supernatural humility. Because when something seems right, 
<clears throat> it also doesn't seem that bad, right? You have got to watch for the subtleties of deception because it's after your perception of what is right and wrong and it keeps you in that gray space leaning more toward the black space so how can you know how can you know that when you're doing something that doesn't seem bad how can you know that it's not the right path how you can know is if the path you're choosing if it requires you very little sacrifice right you're not it doesn't require you to be super uncomfortable that's a red flag if what i'm doing <clears throat> isn't requiring a lot of me isn't requiring me to see just how much i must humbly come under god's authority in order to do what i should it allows you to just, you know, only have baby sacrifices. You need to pay attention to what's going on. Are you choosing? Like, even think about how you're eating right now. And for those of you in the Seekers Method, are you choosing your meal plan or your eating protocol? Are you choosing this weight loss plan? Because, because there's a lure to it. It's attractive, and it allows you to be a little bit lazier than you've been because you will see those same results because if it's not requiring a lot of you a lot of sacrifice if it doesn't ask you to change your lifestyle if it allows you to live the way you want it's not going to lead to the life that you were meant to live and the reason for that, and I, I know why God is highlighting it on my heart, but I can't know why he's highlighting it for you, is because sometimes we will take that path of least resistance because it doesn't require that we walk living restrained. If you are unrestrained and your path broadens, that's not going to transform you. It's just simply not going to transform you. It's also <clears throat> not going to make way for you to need God to do the impossible things in your life. So the right choice, when you're doing the right thing and you're not deceived, that right choice, very often, it's going to require so much hard work and a lot of self-sacrifice. I know this because I live it on the daily so watch for the deceptive um, enticements. Like I love to see that that's how you know when you have company. That's when you know the enemy is around is when you're feeling enticed. You're feeling like you're being made to believe that something's not bad. Watch for the deceptive enticements of your flesh because these, these are all of those familiar and comfortable ways that you start to conform to your old patterns, right? It is time. Listen to me. This is a word for somebody. It is time to rise above that, to live more profoundly spiritual. And the only way to do that is to stop doing what doesn't seem wrong. Start upgrading to the spiritual where you are empowered in the spiritual to do what is right and um, and what is prudent, 
right? Because what is prudent, Carrie? That's where you exercise good judgment. That's not where you perceive things to be not wrong, right? You've got to see that you are empowered in the spirit. You have the you have all that you need in the in the spirit, in your spirit of power to do what is right, to do what is prudent. And when you keep doing that, despite what is available, this is the thing that's going to lead you to freedom. This is the thing that's going to lead you to victory. So the meal plan that you're following right now, <clears throat> is it allowing you to have fewer sacrifices in your life? Because if you're making fewer sacrifices and you're not having to be so restrained, I want to challenge you with what that outcome is going to be. You need to, it, like, it's time to keep, you've got to be reminded of this. Okay, a couple of things. You've got to be reminded of this. You have got to keep walking in the spirit. If you're not at your weight loss goal yet, it's not time to sit down on the narrow path and to allow yourself to be unrestrained. It's time to keep walking in the spirit. Stop blaming your circumstances. Keep doing the hard things in spiritual places where you need God, despite your daily circumstances, despite like how what you're thinking and feeling. Start when you start doing this. You are going to live at a, a at a whole new level of spiritual wisdom, and you're going to start finding joy. As you walk in this wisdom, you're going to find joy and it's going to flood your soul. It's going to flood your soul. Imagine being filled with joy as you sacrifice and say no to the foods that you want to eat in your flesh. Like I didn't have that when I was on my weight loss journey. So as you begin to consciously consider your next steps, I want you to think about the foods that you're eating, the foods that you're entertaining, the justification, the reasoning, where you are deceiving yourself, right? Start hungering more for more, for, like for more of God and start hungering less for yourself, the way that you just want what you want. Trust in God's higher ways more than you have trusted in your old ways. God will strengthen you. He will empower you to stay on the right path. So start releasing today the wrong path, the wrong path of ease where you, you can do things more comfortably, where the, the, the path that allows you to reason the things that you keep reasoning and justifying in your life that you don't even realize are the very things that are taking from you, even on your weight loss journey. Proverbs um, 14, 8 says, The prudent understand where they are going, but the fools deceive themselves. So where are you deceiving yourself? Identify it. Pray about it. Acknowledge whatever it is that you need to stop doing because it's not right. Turn from it. Okay. You know, pray about it, turn from it, and then pray for what you need to do what you should, even in weight loss. Good morning to all of my beautiful friends on Christian Weight Loss Radio. It has been a minute, 
because back to school and tornadoes and earthquakes are seriously rattling my life. Like, I can't even believe I just said that in the last week. <laughs> oh, my goodness. God is so good and so faithful. I've This year has been the year where a tornado has come and God has saved me. A, um, a hurricane. A, an earthquake came and God has saved me. I mean, it's been like that metaphorically and literally since January 1. God spoke to me in the beginning of the year and told me exactly what this year would look like. And, you know, I never know if I'm just losing my mind, if I'm really hearing from God or if I'm just, you know, needing to be institutionalized. <laughs> um but I was convinced, oh, my goodness, this is going to be a year and it's going to be a year where God's going to refine me and he's going to help me and he's going to I need to I need to cling more completely onto him this year. And I, I just wanted to believe that it was me talking to myself. And um, the more I step through this year, you know, as we approach September, the more I see, wow, maybe I am close to God. Maybe God is close to me because I spend time. I invest time i invest my life in his word and i don't say that with you to gloat <clears throat> i say it with you i say it to you to model to show you how god is showing us that despite the busyness and the chaos he wants a relationship with us right but that's not what this episode is about but it has been a, a minute since i've recorded an episode for you and my apologies, because all the things, right? I've just been in a season where I've needed to literally be focused elsewhere on my babies going back to school. But I want to talk to you about this morning. So this morning I woke up <clears throat> and, you know, I thought, okay, what natural disaster <laughs> um, is happening? Because my husband's alarm went off before mine, my husband. Um, started a new job. I'm so excited for him. So many of my friends and my clients, so many women in the Seekers Method um, had been praying for the last year for him to find um, a new position. And it's amazing because it was a prayer in my prayer closet on my wall that he would find a place that would lift him up and allow him to, you know, be recognized by his employer and to have the favor of God on him, not for financial gain, but because I see his job. I see our job. I see your life. I see all of us as this is our mission field. And he was in a space where it could not have been more obvious that his mission was limited because light was rejected by darkness. I mean, it was it was so bad. It was so bad. And he's been so affected as a result of it, you know, like just emotionally. And it's it's been amazing to just see God answer prayers right and so this morning I woke up and my routine was a little bit off and that was okay and as I came downstairs to my office to do my my morning time with God I could hear a part of Hebrews 12 and I know I'm at that point maybe it just you know comes with the age of the it comes with the journey of being an aging believer I know the scripture I could hear in my in my head, such you, since you are surrounded by such a cloud of witnesses. And I thought, oh, I love that scripture in Hebrews 12. And I love how, like in the King James, it says such a cloud of witnesses. And how in the New Living um, Translation, it says such, such a crowd of witnesses. And just getting that visual 
of there being people in heavenly places who are surrounding and watching us, all of us, walk out this life of faith. Just to even imagine, and I've done this for a long time, like I've, I've constantly, like when I've woken up to something and had a revelation, like spending hours in God's word, word in the morning, I mean, sometimes he wakes me up at three in the morning and I come down here and I'm reading his word and I'm finding freedom and I'm thinking, this is profound revelation in my life. And when that happens, I imagine that crowd of witnesses, that cloud of witnesses, those people of faith who have gone ahead of me who are in the heavenly places right now i imagine them applauding like yes she finally got it she finally found that scripture and they're high-fiving everybody and they're seeing me literally take off the weight of what i used to believe as i walk in the light freedom of what i'm now able to believe like now like that's so i want you to get that vision i want you to get that vision of that crowd of witnesses that cloud i like to call it the cloud but the crowd is what we're talking about but the cloud of witnesses like get the vision of the people of faith who have gone before you what could be different if you saw that vision and you realized that they are up there cheering you on because they're so excited about you to finally see the freedom that's available to you as you open up God's word, as you step into your faith. I mean, think about it, like get a vision of what they must know, like they must know what's ahead of you and what's possible and what's available to you and the freedom that you can possess right now in your life as a believer, appropriating her faith, believing every single word of of every single letter of God's word. Get this vision of what your life is really about. Like go higher, like all of our lives, but your life, I'm speaking to just you. Like, yeah, right? Like you you have all of the physical daily stuff that you've got to do every single day, right? That's what your life is about. That's your mission field. That's what, that's how, that's why God is there walking with you. That's why Jesus made a way for you to experience God's great grace so that you could go through the hard things on a daily basis. But then there's also the spiritual stuff that I'm talking about. What could be different if you got a vision of how God wants to awaken you so profoundly spiritually that you become transformed and stronger physically for your entire life, everything you do to require God's grace in your life in order for you to do it. Because on your own, you can't do it because everything you're doing is your mission field. But even more than that, to see what God is doing, that God is refining you right? This hard stuff you have to do physically, this long day that's ahead of you, this long week that's ahead of you, this forthcoming weekend, when you've got to go see some people who aren't your favorite. Maybe you've got to go and do some things where you know there's going to be a lot of temptation. What if you pulled back and saw things from God's perspective and acknowledged that 
He has made a way for you spiritually to do what you need to do in his grace, through his strength, to walk it out physically and to see that you should stop resisting the hard stuff because that resistance is keeping you from being refined. God is refining you physically by what you do according to what you know spiritually. Because at any given moment in your spirit, you know what to do in faith. Every day you know what to do. In your spirit, you know what to do. You just have to stop giving value to what you feel like doing, what feels easier, because that's keeping you from the refinement. That's keeping you from getting to the point where God is trying to get you to right? Every single day, every single day, hard stuff is going to be here. So every day you are at that intersection. Will you do what is right? What you know spiritually you should do that's going to require God's help so that you can walk or will you do what feels right? Because it's easier. It gives you what you want in that moment. Because doing doing easier things counter to what you know spiritually is going to limit you. It is going to, it's going to keep you, it's, it's going to keep you from being refined. It isn't refining you. It's keeping you unchanged. So what are those areas where you keep, you know what you should be doing, but you're not doing it. You're doing what feels easier identify those things that are keeping you unchanged what are the things that are keeping you from that you're you know what isn't being allowed to refine you what you're not allowing to refine you because you keep you know coming home from work and sitting on the couch and getting a a glass of wine or and you you want to not do it or you keep driving through um and getting you know the wrong food and you're not allowing God to use this weight loss journey to refine you because it's keep you keep making your old choices and they're keeping you unchanged because whatever isn't being allowed to refine you is being allowed to define you. Let that sink in. If you want to go higher and be transformed, it's going to only come through the renewing of your mind. And then you will know the perfect, you know, pleasing will of God. But if you keep allowing your life to be defined by what you want, despite what you know is right, you're going to not renew your mind. You're not going to, you're not going to step into the fullness of what's available to you. Because at any given moment, you are either walking, you are either walking by faith, doing things you previously couldn't do through Christ who is strengthening you, right? And being refined. Or you are walking by sight, doing things in your own strength that you have allowed to define you and to define who you are. It is time. Turn the corner. Visualize that cloud of witnesses. Be refined 
and become who God says that you can be by doing this little physical hard thing that doesn't seem to really matter. Is God really going to care about whether or not I eat the cheese that I told him I would stop eating? Does God really care if I'm, you know, going to give up the alcohol that I keep running to every day after a hard day? Is God really going to care about my transformation where I finally restore my health and lose weight? Does God really care? Yes, because Galatians 6.15 says that he cares about your transformation. It is time right now, this week, in the hard things, be refined and become who God says that you can be if you will just believe. Start living life boldly by faith, doing and believing, and then waking up and believing and doing. And then and then start thinking about, I mean, I can't know that this is really happening, right? I just have this visual in my heart and I'm going off of, you know, Hebrews 12, 1, that we are, that therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge cloud of witnesses to the life of faith, God's word says that we are surrounded by the people of faith who have done extreme things despite what seemed illogical. Do hard things. Imagine the roar of applause in heaven as the great crowd or cloud of witnesses, as they watch you, as they watch you also do what they did, which is walk in faith in the same way that they did on earth. They defied logic because they knew faith was spiritual and things that are spiritual don't make sense physically. So do hard things today. Do hard things. Do harder things. Be positioned. Allow God to refine you. Be refined by God and what he says and what he has for you. Don't be limited and defined but by what the world has for you and tells you to do, right? Break up today. Break up with your old self. See the crowd of witnesses jumping for joy in your heart. Visualize it. See them jumping around for joy as you lay aside the weights, the sins that so easily ensnare you. Lay it all down. Be refined, even in weight loss. Good morning, radio friends. So today I want to encourage you in the direction of what you are believing for, what you are trusting God for, and to help you to see how to perpetually make your mind think on things above where your hope comes from, right? To not trust in the circumstances of your reality. Because when you trust in the circumstances, that gives way to you trusting in how you like to do things in order to take care of those circumstances. And a lot of times that materialized, that manifests in you by way of you doing things like um, maybe running to alcohol or maybe running through the drive-thru or maybe um, needing to sit down with a Mountain Dew or needing to sit down with a, a Coke on the back deck with your husband or maybe running to the sofa with the remote control to just escape life do what you shouldn't do and, and binge the wrong Netflix series, right? I want to encourage you to set your sights on what it is that you want and therefore what you must do in order to get what you want and to recognize that you have a part 
God needs you to be made stronger. And he's using all of the circumstances in your life to make that happen. He cannot make you stronger so that you can say no to the alcohol, no to the drive-through, no to the Coke or the Mountain Dew, no to the Netflix, no to the bag of chips. He cannot make you stronger if you keep running to that. So where is there a hard thing that you keep resisting doing? If you are believing for transformation, the only way to get there is by trusting that you will be transformed by doing the hard things. You will stay the same by doing the easy things. So what easy things are you perpetually running to? And what hard things are you avoiding? Because whatever you avoid, whatever you resist persists. Right. So identify that, identify those things. And as you step into this weekend, right, because at the time that I'm recording this, I don't know if you're listening back on replay or how you listen. But at the time I'm recording this, this is a Thursday morning. Your weekend is approaching. It's a holiday weekend. What can you anticipate this weekend? What do you know will be an obstacle and therefore you need to plan more completely? so that you can succeed. You're not going to succeed on on accident. You have got to make a plan for success. So if you're having a bunch of people over for a holiday, if you're here in the States, I know some of you are out of the country. If you are here in the States and you're preparing for Labor Day weekend and you know there's going to be food and there's going to be people and there's going to be temptation, you can either plan on failing or you can plan right now to succeed. Identify the foods. Come up with a plan, a strategy, a recipe that you look forward to. Maybe you need to go out of your way to get all the ingredients. Maybe you need to go out of your way to go to the store to buy all of the things or have it shipped to your house, whatever it is. If you want to succeed, it's going to take effort. You can go into the weekend with the right foods and you can stay compliant, but it means that you might have to be a little bit uncomfortable. If this weekend is a weekend where you're going to be voting or you're going to be doing things with, you know, children where there will be a lot of tempting foods, have the food that you can eat ready and then get excited about it. Whatever you focus on is the thing that's whatever you focus on is the thing that you are making as a big deal in your life. So focus on what you can eat instead of focusing on what you cannot eat in this season of your life, right? When it's hard, go to God. And when you go to God, you have to trust in your spirit that he's going to give you the strength to do what you should do. You don't feel his power. You don't feel the power of the Holy Spirit, just like, just like you don't feel necessarily the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. God's presence in your life is spiritual. You trust it. You don't feel it, right? It's not like... Caffeine, where all of a sudden you have a surge of energy. But you will notice that it's like a spiritual caffeine when you start walking in the direction of the thing you're believing for. That's the walk of faith. That's how you practice getting stronger in your faith, by practicing doing the thing you know you should do instead of practicing doing the thing that you know you shouldn't do. So prepare for your success by acknowledging That in order to arrive at the thing you hope for, it's going to mean you have to do the uncomfortable things in faith every single day, even in weight loss. 
Good morning, Christian Weight Loss Radio friends. Hello. So, this morning, I just had it impressed upon my heart that I needed to be in the book of John. And so I spent my morning in the book of John. And the scripture just kind of popped out. You know how that happens? Like, and it, and it was more, well, it, it just popped out to me. And here's what it said. And I think this is John 3, 3, 34, John 3, 34. And this is, you know, him speaking about, about Jesus, right? And so he says that Jesus speaks God's word, God's words, for God gives him, gave him the spirit without limit. That's just off the top of my head, my memory. I might have the language a little bit transposed, but that's that's the message. That Jesus, that God gave Jesus the spirit without limit. And as I read that, I thought, whoa, whoa. I'm to be an imitator of Christ. God's goal is to make me like Christ. And like Christ, I have the ability to yield to and walk in the power of the Spirit without limit. But I limit the Holy Spirit every day. (laughs) I limit the Spirit's power in my life every time I choose to do what I want because I feel like doing it despite doing what I know in my spirit that I should do. And so my encouragement for you is to see where you are limiting the Holy Spirit and to think about what could be different if you were to be the kind of believer who allowed the Spirit to work through you without limit. What could be different in your life, even in weight loss? Hello, Christian weight loss radio friends. I'm so excited to be here. It's been a little bit of a holiday weekend here in in the States for those of you who are in the U.S. So I'm excited to be here on a Tuesday morning, getting back into the groove of, you know, being in the office and client calls and all of the fun things that... Um, I'm so thankful and blessed to call my life. So something that landed on my heart this morning that I just wanted to to encourage you with, and that is I want you to think about how you're doing right now relative to your goal and to ask yourself at any given moment, you know, how is this choice going to affect me? How is this choice going to impact my goal right now in this season? Is there something I could do right now that would be a better choice? You know, whether it's um, doing hard things or if it's, you know, making sure that you're actually prioritizing your life in the right way and giving proper priority to God. Um, But then also just evaluating where you are having little quits, where you're having little cheats, the things that you might not think that are holding you back, that are holding you back. To just slow down in life for a little bit, to look back and think, okay, what am I doing 
that's got me to this point. Because what I'm noticing, um, just uh, through the course of going through, you know, my coaching calls with clients is I'm seeing a common theme. And this is especially prevalent. I've noticed this now, having done this, I don't even know, four or five summers now consecutively, is what I see in women, and this is probably true in men too, but obviously there's only, I, only, I only have one male client, so I really only can say that this is pretty predominant with women. But the reason I see most women not succeeding in weight loss is because they start to give up on themselves. They start to give up what they want most, like they want weight loss, but they give up on that desire for weight loss because of what they want in the moment, right? And what they want in the moment often is relief, is escape, is comfort, is ease. So my encouragement for you as you start this week, as you start to transition from that summer mentality into that autumn mentality is what do I want most, right? And what am I willing, where am I willing to be uncomfortable for what I want most so that I'm not constantly seeking the comfort of what I want now? I'm really hopeful that for, I'm really hopeful that that makes sense to you. Go have an amazing week, and I'll so look forward to talking to you tomorrow. Hello, Christian weight loss radio friends. So I'm going through big things in my life, big, uncomfortable, yucky, ugly, scary, spidery-like things. <laughs> um, just things that are, you know, God isn't done with me, right? I don't want anybody to ever think, oh, Sherry's arrived. No. Couldn't be further from the truth. Like, I have so many problems that I work with God on on a daily basis. But one of the big things that he's been taking me through is absolutely changing me. It is changing me from going through a period of darkness in these last few days. You know, I don't openly or always share when I'm going through things because a lot of times I don't always know that I'm going through things. I mean, you kind of know how that is. I just knew that there was a heaviness and I couldn't find my way out until God gave me an awakening, a um, divine spanking, if you will, <laughs> where he highlighted to me where I was doing things that kept me kept him from being able to be near me, like gave me a revelation of his holiness. I mean, okay, so let me just tell you a little bit about like what I was doing, because I don't want you to think that I was like sitting in the kitchen, eating cheesecake and drinking alcohol straight out of the bottle, <laughs> nothing like that, or, you know, even worse, which I can't even imagine at this point in my life what that would be. But anyhow, um, little things like, having bad thoughts about people, about people, um, believing things about people without even knowing them, like, you know, just being judgmental in my head or somebody reaching out to me and texting me something and me rolling my eyes and gasping or my husband and I wallpapering a bathroom together and me being so mean to him. <laughs> gonna be honest with you if your marriage can survive wallpapering in a small space you you're in it forever you're in it forever um and praise god 
um, God got a hold of me in the middle of this uh, wallpapering project, and I was able to turn it around. That is not what this episode is about. But on Tuesday morning yesterday, God gave me a rude awakening and told me that the reason why I felt, why life felt so heavy um, was because I was I was living in a way that he couldn't be near me in my sin. And it just blew me away. Like I even like had fleeting thoughts of what did I do that was so sinful? I mean, I remember our, our ex-nanny reached out to me and she mentioned something to me. And then, you know, she also mentioned that she was really struggling with anxiety. And I heard the Holy Spirit say to me, Sherry, call her or text her, send her a message, pour into her. And I allowed the busyness of my life to get to me. And then I was prompted again. Oh, yeah. Hey, don't forget, Shannon sent you a message. You need to pour into her. She needs some spiritual encouragement. And I just kind of was like, eh, she'll figure it out. I mean, who am I? I don't do that, right? And so God told me, I can't be near you in your sin. And so my message for you is to get a revelation of God's holiness and where you are entertaining sin, like you're a cat and, and the sin is a little mouse that you found in the house and you just keep batting, batting it back and forth, right? Because whatever you allow is going to continue to persist in your life. And if things are really hard, God cannot be near you in that difficulty if you are entertaining sin. So what is it that you keep playing with that you know should not have any room in a believer's life that you know should go that is counter to the type of character that you know God is trying to develop within you and what do you need to do to get rid of it and further what could happen in terms of God's nearness if you were to boldly confidently and courageously step away from the thing that is keeping God from being most near to you, even in weight loss. Good morning, Christian weight loss friends. We have some new friends in here, so welcome. Um, generally speaking, I usually come live, and well, I shouldn't say come live. I usually share a message in here with you daily, but the last few days I've been um, just dealing with a little bit of sinus problems you know how the you know the things all the things and so it's been a little bit difficult but i'm here and i'm so excited to share with you something that god has put on my heart today because right now i am in a season of are you ready for this laziness and it's not necessarily laziness for the sake of laziness. Um, I'm getting up. I'm doing all the things. I have all the client calls. I've got all of the business things, taking the kids to all the places. As much as it is that I am getting into a rut, which is a pattern of mine, when seasons change where I don't necessarily want to do hard things in the evening because I don't feel like I have the energy. But I also have beliefs that I don't have the energy. I do have the energy, but I notice myself not wanting to do things, just rathering 
to do easy things. I hope that makes sense to you. So what's happening is, you know, as my client calls and, you know, midday, I'd say around 1.30 is, by the time 1.30 rolls around, I'm about done with most of my client calls. And then I transition into the afternoon. And so at that point, I go and I sit at bus stops and I wait for buses and kids. And then, um, you know, I have to run other kids to sporting events. And so it becomes that evening time. And so by the time I'm done with all of that, when I come home, I start to trust. I start to trust my energy that I feel physically. Sometimes I'm really good. (laughs) I will go and I will pray for what I need. Give me strength. Give me patience because hello, kids, back to school, all the things, going to bed early when it's still light out. All of those things are still really hard in this season of life with little kids. A lot of times I will go and do that, but I've noticed that I like to escape to the sofa and pick up the TV remote and veg out. And this is a learned behavior for me. This is what is keeping me with this feeling in my heart and in my head of not showing up and repeating what I've learned. Meaning I learned this as a child. My mom would come home exhausted. My mom was a single mom. My, well, she was a widow. Um, my father passed away when he was 29 and she was 28. And so my mother, you know, worked hard during the day and had two kids to raise. And so she would lay on the couch and watch TV loudly in the evenings. Um, <clears throat> and so I learned this and I want to break this pattern. And I've not been doing anything to break the pattern. I've just been looking forward to it and trusting the feelings of coming home after all the kids and trusting the belief, I don't have any energy, I'm just going to serve dinner, and then I can't go back down to my office and work. I'm too tired, I'm just going to sit down, and then slowly I just look forward to fading into the background and going to bed. Full disclosure, right? I just want you to see the season I'm in right now. And what I'm learning is that I'm living according to my ideals, not God's. God's ideals for me in this season require that I be a fully present mom because I'm setting the tone for my entire family. And I don't know why I'm sharing this with you. God clearly has me sharing this with somebody who needs to hear this message in whatever way that you need to hear this. But I'm noticing that even after I sit and rest for a little while, you know, I might watch, I don't even know what I'm watching. Like I can't even, there's no, nothing of any value. Oh, I know what it is. Um, I can't even think of it. (laughs) How awful is that? Um, it's a fashion show where they're creating clothing. I don't even know what it's called, but God has been saying to me, you know, after a period of resting, you have the energy. I just like the resting. And I'm setting the tone for our entire household, right? My husband, you know, dinner might be cooking and I sit down and I'm watching um, whatever the show is that I can't even think of. I'm sitting down and I'm watching it. And after that little rest, I totally have the energy and go to go and do things, but I'm not. And, you know, I'll serve dinner. We have dinner. And then I like to go back to my resting, of watching this stupid show 
that sometimes has things in it that I as a Christian should not even be watching. And there I am, right? It, it does no value to you if I sugarcoat it and make it look like I have this amazing, you know, oh, I've arrived kind of life. No, I'm in this world too. I still succumb to things too. And so I'm setting the tone. And what I'm noticing is as my kids get older, they're each drifting to their own corners of the world. And my husband might come in the sitting room with me and sit down and have no interest in what I'm watching and then drift off for a nap. And then I have resentment because he's not... <laughs> you know, doing hard things, but I'm not doing hard things. And not only that, I'm perpetuating the exact thing that I saw in my own childhood that I said I would never do. And so God is highlighting to me that there's an area of my heart right now that the motive is not pure. The motive is, you know, it's idleness. And what I've always known through reading God's word is that where I am idle, not doing what I have within myself, the power and the strength to do. When I'm idle, there is an idol. And for me, yeah, that idol has become sitting on the couch and being TV or being lazy and watching TV. Is it true that I need a little bit of rest? I mean, hello, I'm 50. Yeah, maybe I need a little bit of rest, but I don't need that much rest. And so when I'm idle, going to an idol in this way, it's taking more than it's giving. It's giving me what I want and not what I need. And what I want is to just numb out. What I need is a little break and then to stand up and to go and do what I should in faith. I know that after a little bit of a break and I could easily sit down with a book after a little bit of a break, that energy will come. If I believe for it, that energy will come, right? That's faith. That's where you go to God and say, I don't have the strength and power I need right now. And I know your word says in Isaiah 40, 29 through 31, that you give power and strength, but I have to trust it. God's power and strength isn't always evident until we step out in faith and we begin doing whatever it is that he needs us to do. And I know in my heart right now that he wants me to break that pattern and to be the mom that I know in my heart is available for me to be. But I can't be her on the couch. I can't be her watching. I can't even think of the name of the show. And so I've prayed, God, what can I do? And he says, you have within you everything you need to do what you should. You just have a disinclination to exert yourself. And that's the definition. And where, like in these next coming weeks, specifically in weight loss or in your whole life, where can you anticipate hard things on a daily basis or maybe because there's an event where can you anticipate difficult things in the next few weeks if you don't do difficult things now right like it's either do hard things now or experience difficult things later right you know sacrifice comfort now or experience discomfort later and as a result where are you causing problems right now just because you're not doing difficult things like what problems are you causing in your own life where planning and action could actually begin to serve you and eliminate these problems where are you not living your best life your whole life and it's probably spilling over into your weight loss but it's also keeping you discontented in an area of your life what are you not doing and therefore not going to god for i mean because as i was thinking about that i started thinking you know god wants to develop my character in all areas my character is only gonna form as i partner with him 
and become stronger to do what I need to do as opposed to perpetuate weakness by doing what I want to do. And the only way that I will make a change happen is by seeing that I've got to rise up out of my comfort in order to do, in order to step into my capacity because I know within me, I have the capacity to be the mom and wife that I want. And I have to believe that all of my life is connected, that God wants to use all of it to bless me and to make me stronger. But right now, I have to loosen my grip on my desire for this constant leisure. I keep believing that it's, you know, the balance, it's the, it's the, you know, work hard, play hard kind of thing. When in reality, it's just laziness. It's just laziness. So right now, where can you see this in yourself? Where do you need to step into becoming the ideal version of yourself instead of the idol version of yourself, even in weight loss?